Jenny Craig sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Craig sponsor us. <laughs> <Your> bangs. <laughs> Jenny Craig stuff was excellent. <laughs> I'll put that in. Okay, okay so episode episode shit. ten. Ten. Oh my Damn, god. Damn, that means ten weeks of double digits, bitch. Love okay, it. so just to preface this, because we're gonna talk about some Bianca's gonna explain something about a TikTok right now. We have a group chat between me, Bianca, and our husbands, all four of us, and they contribute, so we'll give them the little shout out or whatever. Yeah. Um, they contribute to giving us ideas, ideas to talk like about. So topics. as like an idea pops up, we write in the text and we kind of know it's just basically a text yeah. full of just like one worded yeah. things or whatever. But a lot of the times when we write in the group text, we'll put like um like I wrote, I saw this TikTok that I wanted to share with Crystal, but like I don't want to always share with her because I want to talk to her about it on the podcast. Um so I put that TikTok sex thing. That's all. <laughs> yeah, she just put TikTok sex. That's okay. it. Thank you. Okay. What I meant was I saw this TikTok. And the TikTok was um the, the girl said, Tell me you're married without telling me you're married. I, okay, okay. I think and, I've seen this. Yeah, one. and then the guy is like, Hey babe, do you want to have sex right now? And she's like, No, not right now. And then he says like 50 times and she keeps saying no. And that's basically how he shows that he's married without telling him he's married. Yeah. And this actually sparked an idea in my mind. Okay. And I was thinking... We know how Bianca is when she gets ideas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, like, why is it... Okay, hold on. Before we jump into this, let me just say mom, dad, and beans. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are listening to this, unless you're totally okay with a little bit of TMI, maybe Don't wait listen. until the next one or scroll to the end. Um, however... There's, like, this stigma around marriage that, like... You don't have sex. You don't have sex. Yeah. Like, once you get married, the sex stops. Yeah. Or once you have kids, the sex stops. Yeah. But before I go, like, into my rant, I want to ask you, and if it's too personal, feel free to be like, nah, bitch, next okay. one. When you had the babies, did anything change? Okay, so, interesting. I mean, okay, so I know my husband's a little bit more private when it comes to this stuff, so I will remain sort of private, but I will be generic here and yeah. say that, like... It wasn't as often as like before kids, but I mean, I've heard some stories yeah. of like, like, I'm going to be really frank with you. Like, you know, you have to wait that six week period. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't wait the six week, but mm -hmm. I had to because I had stitches, but six, like on the sixth, on the sixth week, that day that yeah. turned six weeks, it was on popping. Like yeah. we barely could last that six weeks yeah. as it was because, oh my God, it is more, you so have more and more kids. To. It's like, you know, like you got, it's kind of fun because you got to be kind of creative, right? Yeah. Like you have to like get it in where you can. Yeah. So I don't know. So I, I'm curious to know, like, I know you feel very open about this topic, but you love this topic. I, I, yeah, I'm very open about it. Ethan's very open about it. We both, I even talked to him before we recorded this. I'm like, what's your like line? He's like, tell it all. I don't even <laughs> care. No, I, and this kind of goes into our topic for the day that what we're going to talk about three relationship pet peeves and what the three things that we think make love this. our marriage last, not what makes everyone's marriage last, but what makes our marriage last. Yeah. So, but before we get we into, go into all that. that, so for those of you that are here for the first time, I am Bianca and I'm a work at home mom to two little girls. And I'm Crystal, I'm a stay at home mom to two littles and you're listening to the Messy Buns Coffee Runs podcast. This is a no bullshit girl talk through all things mamahood and lifestyle where there's a place for everyone. Cue, Cue the, the music. music. Oh, 
yeah, for those that are listening on like Spotify or something, this um, is our first time adding video. We we're actually adding video to our podcast. But I so. think Spotify allows you to have video. Oh my the God, Joe, yes, when I you sent me the Joe Rogan one, it was on it was video, and that well, was we, from a year ago. I don't think we that fancy, but we'll figure it out. But if you're not listening to us via video and you're listening to us through Spotify or Apple Podcasts when they decide to approve our shit. Just, but yeah, we were adding, we are officially a video podcast and it's funny because we decided to record today and we decided to add a video for the first time and kind of tackle that whole thing. See how that goes. And I'm like, dude, are you going to get ready this morning? Yeah, I, I barely put the clip in my hair, honestly. I did my hair I did manage kinda, to part it a little know, bit. I'm not in a messy, but oh, we should have messy buns. Oh, boys. Instead, I have, we're, I have like, ties. we're like, Fancy ponies and wine. <laughs> we runs. really did need the wine. If y'all only knew what it took to get this podcast done the in the last the like, scenes maybe one day we'll talk about it. But yeah. until then, I think maybe in a few months we'll we'll talk yeah. about what kind of happened today. But until then, it's been crazy. Um, but yeah, we're adding video, and we decided that you know what, this is a no bullshit girl talk. We're gonna keep it no bullshit, which means would you say there's a space for everyone? There is a space <laughs> for everyone. So here's the but thing. Yeah, no makeup. I want to know something. Yeah, we got no makeup. Um, we both have naturally like dark. Well, I have more dark lips than you do, but um, I usually yeah. put on a little bit of lipstick to hide how dark my lips are. But YOLO because there ain't no filter here. Like there's YOLO. on Instagram. Um, so I want to know something here. Know something. No. Um, <laughs> you and I had a conversation. I want to say I want to say it was a month ago, but I have a terrible space uh, sense of space and time. But I'm pretty sure it's actually before we started the podcast. Okay. Uh, we had a really long conversation. Remember on like marriage and not just marriage in the conventional sense but like we had a really long conversation yeah. about what the fuck what's the secret to picking what is the secret what's the secret it's so much how more than your marriage last long yeah like how are you years? knowing that you're picking the right person because we got into a really deep conversation i think we kind of touched on this like last week or we whatever touch on it a little bit here and then we sprinkle it in yeah the last nine but i know episodes. last last week we talked a lot about how we both have changed as people especially over the last year specifically oh, yeah. but how you change into different people. So if you're a different person, you think differently than we the way you got went married. We over this in the terms of our marriage at the end of the yes, last episode. Exactly, or the, exactly. fir- the, the first one. The um, husband episode. Episode eight. No, episode eight, eight when we talk about family goals at the oh, end. Right, we right, did right, the right, tea right. time on the Brian Brian thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we talk about how... Like, what do you do? Like, there is no secret to it because people change. Your goals evolve. You evolve. Your husband evolves. His goals evolve. And sometimes it doesn't really, when they evolve, they don't align with yeah, exactly. the same views you And have. I think you and I both have kind of like just come to this conclusion that it's like a part of it is luck. A part of it is love. And yeah. a part of it is just being able to vibe on the same length. Like, your marriage is going to go a lot like this. Yep. But as long as you're all riding these waves together and you guys are on that same wavelength, maybe you got it figured out. But honestly, ooh. I don't think anyone has to figure it out. But... But there are things specifically like in my marriage that, so for those that don't know, Ethan and I have been together for just over nine years, but we've been wow. married for about eight and a half. Um, Dude, you guys are in the 10 year mark. You're I soon. know. Time That's for exciting, a vow right? renewal. It's time for a new ring. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we've been married for a while. And I think especially considering our circumstances, like we had almost every statistic against oh, us we are totally going to talk about before we get into our main topic mm-hmm. about like a little background on you thing because i think we've mentioned like things we've here and there sprinkled it but i mean yeah, maybe we should go into a little bit more um so we haven't you know been married like 20 years but there are things that you know we've done in our relationship and we figured out work for us that kind of help things move along and kind of even though we've had a lot of rough, rough patches you mm-hmm. know here and there um 
there are things that we have done that we realize that work for us. Yeah. May not necessarily work for you, but well, I guess like just like every child is unique, right? You got to parent to every child. You have to parent to your marriage. Yeah. So, okay, this is what I, we're going to get into something here and we're going to talk about first things first. We're going to expose ourselves a little bit. Um, we are. We're going to take we a little bit are. of break from mom content and talk about relationship content. Because yeah. um, we're saying marriage because we're married, but this could go for this is relationships, relationships in general. Stuff. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, um, I want to know your top three. Well, we could do one and one, two and two, three and three or whatever. Relationship pet peeves. Because here's the thing. I will say something in the, and I've only been married for five years now. It's a long and time still. It's a long time. Especially but it's, in this day and age, it's a long time. Yeah. Uh, th- this is true. But yeah. you know, it's still like a baby marriage compared to maybe someone who's got 15, 20 years yeah. down the road. But um, a baby marriage. A ba- that's what I call it. A baby. My baby's, a, my marriage is a kindergartner. Um, but I'm realizing, I think, uh, over these last couple of years, I've realized with marriage, you know, you hear all the big stuff, right? When someone like gets divorced in your family or you, yeah. you know, somebody who's gotten married and then they're going through a rough patch. It always seems like these big catastrophic life events, like, um, someone like someone cheated, the finances, whatever. Like, and it's always something dramatic. Like they had a baby with somebody else and they yeah. got this girl pregnant. Like, but what I'm realizing, there's so much more stuff that leads up to those main events. Oh, yes. It is the day to day things in your marriage that will eat away and chip away at you if you don't address them. And we're talking about like small things, mm-hmm. right? Unloading the dishwasher, taking out the trash. Pet Those peeves. like really mundane things that'll eat away at you. That'll have you literally throwing ha- hands with your spouse. Throwing hands. So we're going to start off first with our three relationship pet peeves. Because oh, I'm this. curious to know. So Bianca's going to go first because okay. I want to know. My first relationship pet peeve. And I know, and I know I'm not the only one because I've seen this on TikTok. Everybody always talks about this. If Ethan and I are, are arguing, like an actual argument, not a disagreement, no, an argument. If we're in an argument, and like the argument's like dwindling down because at that point you're just like repeating, repeating, repeating yourself. Right. And we're laying in bed and we're just quiet because like I don't know what else to say, but I'm like not done arguing. Of course. And you fall asleep. <gasps> Let me tell you, I cannot. Oh, so okay. Then what it are you doing? Me what, off. what do you do? Like, I wake him hear, up. You hear the snoring. I wake him up. Oh fuck! It's funny that, or you know what? You know what? In today's episode of so the ways that I'm talking, fall asleep. So now you're gonna fall asleep. Oh, it's okay. Cool. Yeah. Or <laughs> I like very loudly. Steal the pillows from him, make like a big loud thing, pretend like I'm gonna go sleep in the living room. Maturity, you know. We've all we've all been there. We've all been maturity there. at its finest. <laughs> okay, so Yours? interesting, kind of like falling on the same thing about falling asleep. I don't think we've ever um uh maybe once he's fallen asleep when we were arguing, like when I wasn't done arguing. But my one of my biggest pet peeves, it has to do with sleeping, is um, and I don't know if it's just because our husbands like go to work at a place every yeah. day. Um God, especially, and I know it's not his fault, but especially when he worked night shift, because we're trying to catch up on the day or something and he hasn't slept yet. His or sleeping even patterns are also weird. They too. were fucked yeah. up when he worked night shift. I don't know how we did it for so long, but oh my God, if I'm telling you something and he's just like in the middle of the sentence, he'd be like, uh-huh. Oh, and then what happened? <gasps> and there's, there was one time where I was just stuck talking to myself for a minute because I was cooking in the kitchen. He was laying down the ki- on the living room. And I, that day we got into a really big fight because <laughs> I was just like, oh, so you're not going to listen? 
Oh yeah, I would. So suddenly you just check out, and mind you, yes, I know. In retrospect, that's not as but he drives me because okay here's the thing although it's not his fault although these are like the repercussions of working night shift or whatever and paying your dues as a nurse because you always get the shitty shifts at first yeah um these things like you feel unheard you feel disrespected you feel like your time isn't as valuable as theirs which you have to say isn't as valuable exactly or almost like okay well i'm tired from the day too and i have to listen to you when you talk like Mm -hmm. so why can't you get it just there's so many other things that this leads to yes which is why i used to fucking hate i mean i love the fact that it doesn't work night shift anymore but when he's exhausted i but now i know i need to wrap it up or you know what if it's not that important i'm just like i'll tell you tomorrow yeah you know what I mean? Because well, I need, I need I the can. full attention because I need yeah. reactions. I need <laughs> advice. So, you know, you work around these things. I need and like things a have banter. been. Ever since I decided to start doing that, and just like, you know what? We'll talk about it in the morning. Or like, I'll tell you about it later because yeah. I need like a full attention when it comes yeah. to this subject or whatever. Ever since I started doing that, we no longer fight about that. We just fight about yeah. the fact that he says he wants to watch a movie and then he ends up falling asleep. Yeah. 15 minutes in. And that shit yeah. pisses me off. I remember he went to the movies once and he did that. <gasps> oh, I was hot because he was snoring. Were you I was mad so hot. About it? Yeah, fuck yeah, I was were you mad. mad about it? Yeah. Why were you mad about it? What? Because he fell asleep in the movie. You don't know that. Men, old men do that all the time. My husband is a hundred percent going to be dude, that dad that people were you make really TikTok. mad about. That? Dude, I was fucking hot. I like hit him. Like I was like, dude, like I, I gave him a little smack, a little reminder tap. We went I was to like, go watch Molly's game. Yeah, and I was yeah. pissed. Damn, you I was like, well. motherfucker, stay up. You fall asleep all the fucking time. You're always fucking falling asleep. Yeah, dude, I was wow. pissed. The more you know. <laughs> all right, another one. Hit me okay. with another one. Cleaning. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. <laughs> when he starts to clean. Yes. When I am in a mood. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying like a mood like we're arguing. When I am personally in a mood. Not that he did anything. I'm just in a mood. One of I'm just days. in a mood, or I can't find my. I one thing that really gets me in a mood is when I can't find my charger. Shit. I can't find my and my shit in general. Yeah, you're like oh. I just put my shit here. Yeah, if I'm in a mood, and he just decides to not talk through it with me, mm-hmm. and he gets up and cleans. You want to know something funny about this, right? <gasps> I have, I have so I think we've talked about this. I have something similar about like we both tend to kind of clean, like out clean each other when we're mad. See, I won't because. We both want to have like the leg up and like, when, or, well, like if we're arguing, right, we're not done arguing. It's like, you know what? Table this like done or whatever. Yeah. And we both start like outdoing each other with the cleaning because I want to be like, I'll like beat him to, I never take out the trash. I'll like pretend like I'm beating him uh-huh. to the trash just to have a leg up be, being petty or whatever. Right. It's called maturity. It, of course. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> health and about, wellness. You want to know something funny that I'm thinking about that you're saying at, right? About like, how come you're not acknowledging the fact that I'm obviously in a fucked up mood? I yeah. want sympathy. I want you to acknowledge that I'm in a fucked up mood. What is that? I want you to baby me. What is that? What is him? What are you expecting from him? Love. And validation? <laughs> no, I just want you to like, make me like, You want him me. to validate the fact that you're in a fucked up mood. I need you to not fix it. I just need you to sit here with me in this somber, cater to my somber, let me be somber. Yeah. Do not give me solutions to fix it because I want yeah. to feel this way. Absolutely. Because you, we have those moods, right? We even watch movies. Like, I'll be like, yeah. in a sad mood. And I was like, now I need to make myself sadder. So I need to watch a movie to or make like, myself sad. Or listen to sad music. Or listen to sad music. I need to, well, like, like, when you're crying and then you just put on the saddest song, you know, just, yeah, just to cry to, more. Oh, just to like, really mm. hit yourself in the gut. Stab yourself in the yeah. night. I, I don't want you to fix it. I don't want you to I don't want it. you to give me solutions. Don't tell me to go for a walk. Don't, no. no. I, what I want you to do is validate validate my, my emotions. And then let me sit in my somber yeah. and let me have my pity party. Miss You're Willis invited. Company. Yeah, bring bring yourself. <laughs> You're invited to this party. Bring some wine. <laughs> and then that's that. So it goes right back to what we were saying about like kids, about how the way as adults we expect validation all the fucking time. We just don't realize that that's what it's called. 
right? Okay, what's another one of your pet peeves? All right. Damn, our husband's going to hate us after our, this episode. This is going to sound like the husband bashing episode. That's what we're going to name it. I know. Um, okay, okay. And this has to do, and I, I don't know, did I send you that TikTok? The TikTok. About this? About the guy explaining the love languages, if yours is acts of service, why yours would be acts of service? I sent you that TikTok. Okay, okay, okay. okay. First of all. So... Anyways, my love language is acts of service. A hundred percent. By the way, I am CEO of absolutely and a hundred percent. I realize I say that every single fucking really? podcast. You know what mine is? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I say it all the time. I hate myself for it. You know what? Day. <laughs> I do. I'm like, absolutely. One hundred percent. Absolutely. I love like, it. Ah, I love it. I love it. Bitch, come up with it. a new catchphrase. I love it. I love it. Um, my love language is access service and it's like rooted in, I didn't realize that when you sent me that one, Bianca, I did not realize yeah. like I would get so like, I mean like from the belly angry, like if you say, once again, falling asleep, if you say, damn, Bully just passes out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just like fucking zonks out wherever he's at. Damn. Okay. Let me give you a scenario. Do you not want the man to sleep? Like Jesus <laughs> He's not allowed Christ. to. Okay. Here's the scenario. I'm home with the kids all day. He's at work. I love my adoring husband. He's a wonderful person. Do you? Um, not unless he's sleeping. <laughs> he's sleeping. <laughs> sleeping then no. Um, and like, let's say I had a long day with the kids. Let's say it wasn't just like a fantastic day or whatever. Yeah. And there's dishes to be done from dinner. He will say uh, this the same way. Same way every single time. You know what you're going to do? Don't argue with me. You're going to go to bed. You're going to lay down. What you're talking start, about. start walking into the room. Go watch a show. I'm going to go to the bathroom or something. Or I'll yep. come in there until you fall asleep. And then I will come do the dishes. I will do the dishes for you. Oh, thank you, honey. Like, you're so sweet. You're the best. Oh, my God. I'm so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wake up. And nothing's done. And here's, no, here's the thing, though. Poor guy. Please. Oh, my God. Lord, forgive me. I know. Julio, I love you. Um. If it's not done, ooh, the fire in the belly. No, I will never like flat. I used to, not anymore. But I would never flat out now be like, "You said you were gonna do yeah. that." Just, but he knows when I'm upset with him. Why I'm upset? I'm like, just don't, just don't say you're gonna do it. Yeah, better, it puts better more yet, on my plate the next exactly. Morning or you know what? Better you just be like, you know what, honey, the dishes can wait until the morning. Like if you don't, don't make empty here's promises, the thing. don't make empty promises. <laughs> if you know you want to help me do it, right? You obviously have no intention to fall asleep and like because he falls asleep every single time. You have no intention to fall asleep. You have every intention to help me do it. But yeah. instead, why not just be like, you know what, honey, the dishes can wait until the morning. And then when I fall asleep, if you manage to wake up, you do them. That way yeah. in the morning, they're just done. It's yeah. wonderful. Oh, my God. You're the best husband. I love you. Give me, give me more. You know? You've never seen that? Give me, give me more. Give me, give me love. you never seen that? You haven't seen that TikTok? No. So that, that whole thing just wasn't weird. <laughs> Never mind. Scratch that. Okay. Anyways, he's the best husband in the world. What I don't like, what I don't, oh, and like I said, it doesn't come from a bad place. You fell asleep. It happens. You're exhausted from the day. But if I wake up, two things happen. Either you wake up and then you woke up late. So you're in a rush to go to work. So you didn't get the dishes done. And then I get an apology text saying, hey, sorry, honey, I didn't get to the dishes. Or two, I hear you scrambling because you woke up later. You woke up early to do it. But now because you're loud as fuck. You woke me up. You woke me up. And now I'm up. And now I'm pissed because <laughs> I needed that extra hour of sleep before these motherfucking kids wake up. <laughs> Are you the type of person that, like, if, if you get woken up, like, you can't go back to bed? Uh, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm after, after I way. had kids, I became that way. Before, I would be able to knock the fuck out of any shit. I could nap anywhere. Not anymore now that I've I have kids. I've never been like that. But this, the, the act of service is he knows that's the way to my heart. Yeah. But damn, dude, broken promises. It gets you. No matter how small they are, just, you know what? Rather just don't say you're going to do it. Oh, that'll get the fire in the belly going. Mm -hmm. Let me just preface this real quick before we go into the last one. This, 
this episode was my husband's idea. This was Ethan's idea. Yeah, we're not He's hitting on our husbands here. That sent this in the group chat. He's the one. He's the one that's like, you have to talk about that. My last one, girl. And I hope that I don't sound fucking insane when I say this. Yeah. But when, like, whether we've been arguing or not, or if I'm hangry, whatever the mood is, whatever. If I'm hungry and I'm not telling you what I want. You better be a man. You better know what I want. Like, I shouldn't have to tell you what I want. We've been married for you, 10 we, years. You, like, we should be on the same page already. Like, when I'm hungry. The ultimate betrayal. When you ask me what I want to eat, I'm going to say nothing. Because you know what? I surpassed the point of hunger. Yeah. I'm not hungry anymore, <laughs> I, but I am hungry. But I'm going to tell you I'm not because you know what? It's your problem now, not mine. <laughs> Health and fucking wellness. Oh, my fucking God. Okay, But, does, like, does I'm not the, same, the only one. I'm, does, I can't be. I can't be the does only the same one. Does go for you and him, though? Like, him to you? Oh, no. he No, he doesn't. No. Okay, so. Ethan rarely will ever be the type. I'm a nightmare. I'm a nightmare of a human being. Ethan is not the type of person to just be moved. Ethan has never woke up in a bad mood. Never, never. If he's moody, it's because I made him moody. Yeah. A hundred percent. I have never seen him just be in a bad mood. He can come home from work and have the shittiest day at work and come home and be chill. I mean, never have I, has he ever just been in a bad mood. Okay. There's this one specific thing that I do that absolutely drives Julio bonkers, even more so when I'm pregnant, but just in general, um, he cannot stand when I come out of the shower and I don't dry myself immediately. Like he's like, you we don't never did that. No, growing up. we just walked out of the shower and walked yeah. to your room. Um, we never did that. So funny thing, when I married <laughs> Ethan, apparently people dry themselves off. Yeah, you don't before they, they get out in the shower, but yeah. you just dry yourself off. We never I, did that. We never did that. Mom used to yell at us for it, but she probably taught us. Yeah, mom, mom does it now. She yeah. like yeah, freaking she does. falls yeah. off the tiles. So he's That's always so funny. He, it's a handful of things. He's afraid I'm gonna hurt myself because it, like bathroom accidents yeah. are a very real thing. Um, but the tracking the water. Oh, if there's one way to get under that man's nerves, really, I'm gonna. Especially when I'm pregnant. When I'm pregnant, it's more of like a safety hazard. Yeah. But damn, even when I wasn't, like when we were first dating and I would like, he'd be like, you need to fucking dry yourself. And I'm just like, I just don't do that. Like, it's weird. I, I do it now. I now do I nothing do in the shower other than bathe. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else now to the bedroom. Now I do it. Um, but I didn't do it for a long time. And the only reason I started doing it, um, I think it was actually recently when I started doing this, it was because... When we moved into our house, our house, you can't even get the floors wet. And otherwise they would like expand or whatnot because it was like oh, laminate. Yes. So when we had that house, I got used to drying myself off before I even got out the shower. Mm, okay. Yeah. Still, I'm still working on it. Yeah. I'm still working on it just because. You'll get there. You'll get there. Babe. Be I patient with me, my babe. love. Well, now. Now that we've bashed the husbands more than enough, um, <laughs> let's go into the main topic, right? Yes. What are, I'm going to ask you first. Okay. Tell me your three. What are the three things that you think keep your marriage going? Your marriage. Okay, so... We're not speaking for the world, yeah, just Yeah, this is just what's worked for us. So it's, it, there's a handful of things. But I would say if I had to, if I had to pick three, a formula of three, um, yeah. first things first, I feel like our marriage has changed... Okay. You remember at our wedding when you said you're at your, on your speech, you're the best um, maid of honor speech you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, I remember you that. You said, uh, my advice to you, ironically, is to not take advice mm -hmm. because you need to find what works with you. Um, 
I don't know if this is a culture thing. I don't know if this is like an old school thing. I, I don't know what it is, but I don't know if you, I'm assuming you got similar advice where it's kind of like, you're almost like supposed to keep things from your husband to not worry him. To oh yeah. Keep it together. Yeah. Show face. Um, keep the home together. Yeah. Keep the home together. Never supposed to see you vulnerable because you're not, you're not strong or whatever. I don't know. Uh, the second we changed that in our marriage, I noticed that our marriage changed and, and completely in the most raw and intimate way that being able to be extremely vulnerable with my husband and not just when things hit the fan, not just when shit happens and he needs to be there for me. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like, I've told you this before when we have something to say to each other. And even if it sounds rude, I'll let, preface it by saying, Hey babe, this is going to sound rude, but I don't know any other way to say it. And he'll be yeah. like, just say it. And then it's not going to come out the way it sounds, but let me just say it because yeah. I have no other way of saying it. Like it's going to come out bad, but no, my intentions aren't that. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I need to say it. Um, those things that like, I mean, think about those things that you keep to yourself. Uh, whether it be your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, whatever, um, we don't do that anymore. I don't play. I tell my husband, I mean like everything that I'm thinking, especially because for me, I'm very, it's very cathartic for me to get my thoughts out like that. Yeah. So ever since we became learned to be more vulnerable with each other and not so worried about the way that things look with each other, like, Oh, I will look less supportive if I say this or I'll do this. If I do that, Mm -hmm. um, we were able to open up the lines of communication to the point where there's not much miscommunication that goes on these days. Um, the second thing you leave little room for interpretation. Yes, exactly. Cause you have to like make that shit loud and clear. Right. I feel like the, next set of things which I feel like might be the hardest things um, this is probably like the hardest part of marriage this is probably why people will kill each other when it comes to marriage is for us when we put up boundaries for each other um, we keep them and sometimes let me tell you that is what do you mean okay when we got married we set like basically like ground rules for uh, the way we'll fight, essentially. Um, mm, okay, I see what you mean. So him and I have never you called... like a blueprint. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So, like, we had decided... Because we've seen so many, like... You know, you see these relationships around you, friends, family, whoever, that, like... Um, anybody will tell you in any relationship, I've been in relationships like this too, where it's like, you start off where you don't say anything bad to each other. You're like nice when you fight or whatever, but it takes that mm-hmm. one time that you cross the line and then it's like, and I'm sorry. And then you but do the that next the next time, time you both cross and then the line maybe a little bit more. And, and then, then the line keeps more. getting pushed back on the respect that you'll have for yep. each other. Um, we always talked about maintaining those lines of respect and trust me, we have had some arguments and, but to this day, my husband's never called me out of my name. Absolutely. He has never yep. called me anything. Like if he's really upset with me and he wants to say something to to me and say even if he wants even if he were to want to say you're acting like such a bitch he would never say that or he yeah. has not and I'm gonna say never but he has not we have really and sometimes that I feel like is the reason why you want to go crazy because it's like god if I could just get it out right now and say everything mm. all the bad names I want to say to you no it's not worth it I would do but afterwards that like conversation you have to have it's like I'm so sorry I heard you like that I really don't think no. of you like that it's like no because then that person's always thinking about the fact that like you were willing to cross that line so um but that, I tell you, as hard as that work is, trust me, it's hard. As hard as that work is to put in, to have that self-control to not go there, yeah. it has helped us really learn to get over fights that are so unimportant so much quicker. Yeah, because nothing lingers as Nothing much. lingers. Yeah. There was nothing to be discussed of like, well, you call me a bitch. Do you really think I'm a bitch? Like, there's never been something <laughs> like that. So, um, yeah, like, re- maintaining your respect for your boundaries, I feel like, is so important because fighting is a natural occurrence of any relationship. No, I don't care shit how yeah. perfect any couple seems. You will fight, you will argue, you will throw hands. And figuratively, well, not like, actually. Yeah, yeah, let's just clear Figuratively. That. We, but when we say throw hands, we we're mean, like, joking. We're illegal. like, we get down. Yeah, exactly. Y'all are having a fight. But, like, I feel like that's also helped us be able to fight in a very, very healthy way. To the point where it's like, okay, we can pretty much get through an argument. And then the last thing, number three, 
And like I said, we're, we're probably going to touch more on this topic. Bianca will probably touch more on this topic because I know this is like her top three too, but she's very... I'm a little bit more... 21st century woman about this shit. Yeah. Um, but sex. Good sex. Being willing to listen to your partner. You know what? Actually, really quickly, let's just talk about this real quick. Um, I'm not going to say who we had the conversation with because that might be weird, but um, we were having a conversation with someone who was a little bit older than us. And I remember we had the conversation about sex and like being able to have communication, not just in your marriage, but in the bedroom. Like yeah. being able to tell somebody when you just not being scared to be like, mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't like that. Or, Hey, I really like this. You should mm-hmm. try it again. And this person we were having a conversation with was like, wait, what? Yeah. They could not believe yeah. because like to them, it's like, you're a wife. You're not supposed to talk you're, about things yeah. like that. You're kind of there for your husband and you know, you're, you do your wifely duties, but then you don't mm-hmm. tell your husband if you didn't like something. I'm like, Oh no, I will tell him do this next time. You could do that. And then he'll tell me yeah. the same thing. Move this way, move that way. Like open communication yeah. in the bedroom. I felt like it's helped us keep it's our so sex, healthy. sex life alive throughout all yeah. having these kids, these motherfucking kids who are so tiring. Yeah. So I'll go into my three and I'll touch on that last to give a, a, a little more room to talk. I'll give more space for people to like jump out <laughs> if they need to. <laughs> so, One of my three things would be, and this to me was a game changer in my marriage. I mean, game changer. Mm -hmm. Realizing your partner's love language. Love this. Were you ever like, I feel like after I discovered what this was, um, were you, did you ever find yourself loving your partner the way you wanted to be loved, not the way that they, absolutely. Because you figured this is how I would receive love. So, and Ethan would do the same. I don't think we, we both didn't realize this until maybe three years into our marriage. And I maybe will go more in depth into... We'll definitely talk more about this another time. About how crazy that time was. Um, I probably would want to talk about it with Ethan so he can kind of you know, bring in another perspective. Um, <gasps> Good idea. Right? So the when Ethan and I first got married, um, he I always would see... And I, I mentioned this, I think, in the first episode, how... That was when Instagram first came out, right? Yes. It was right when I met Ethan when Instagram was a thing. Because that's when I... Um, first got an Instagram. Um, and you know, you see people put their best, you know, parts of the highlight reels. The highlight reel is what their Instagram is. Right. And one of the things that I would always see is like these people getting gifts and doing this and doing that for the spouse, all these acts of service, all these like flowers and, you know, just loving their person so much in such like, I guess like with tangible things. Right. Right. Um, and so I kind of was jealous. I was like, I want to be loved like that. I want that. I want that. It wasn't until I matured and realized that's actually not my love language at all. You wouldn't end up being happy with that anyways. Gifts, gift giving is not my love language at all. What is your love language? Though? My love to receive acts of service Absolutely. and quality time. A hundred percent without a doubt. Um, and so, but I would note, one, it took me years in to realize, mind you, I was 19 when I got married. Too, yeah. So it took me years in to that's realize. That's a whole thing to unpack all yeah, in itself. Yeah, that's a whole thing. It took me years to realize that I need to read my husband and learn how he's giving me his love. How is it that he shows me love? Yeah. And it was when I noticed, like, he would be the type of person that's like, if you're home, coming home from work, like, don't touch anything. I'll take care. Why don't you sit down and I'll make you a snack and you can watch your show. Let me clean up. I know taking the girls out when you need a break oh, yeah. is a big thing too. So like he would take the kids out whenever I'm super busy or when I'm mm-hmm. working, he'll take the kids out and they'll bring me back pizza from wherever they went. Um, he would take me lunch to work. He would do more things for me instead of giving me like actual like gifts or flowers. Right. Now it's different. Now he's more of the gift 
I think gift giving might be, he's like turning into a gift giver. Okay. Um, but I, once I figured it out that, you know, Ethan is showing me his love through these different ways, through things he does for me. And like, you know, again, I'll go into the craziness of how, you know, we got married and, um, Ethan dealing with my family and my family dealing with him, all of that, like him willing to put forth the effort of yes. building that relationship. Yeah. That was his way of showing me love. There were so many other ways that I was so blinded to because of social media. That is so, you know what? You hit something right now for me that I'm realizing that like God recognizing the way that your partner loves you and they really love a you. Game changer. It is a game changer yeah. when you really figure out. You know, it's crazy. You feel like you're missing out, right? Like you saw social media and you feel like, God, I'm missing out on everything. This person gets flowers. This person gets this. This person gets that. And then when you're like right now, you're easily naming off four or five different ways that that man like has yeah. showed you yeah. through his actions. Hey, yeah. I love you. And you're just like, wow. And I thought I wasn't getting this, this, and yeah. this. You know what I mean? Because I didn't get this one thing. I didn't get flowers today. Yeah. I would completely ignore the six other ways he gave yeah. showing me love yeah. that day. And that ruined our first two years of marriage. And obviously we'll go into that like in detail later episodes. That's a good episode. But yeah. yeah, he just, I mean, it was just learning his love language. And you know how this all happened too? So when Ethan was leaving on his second appointment, um... His unit had a workshop, the five language love languages workshop. I had oh, no cool. idea what this was. No. I signed us up because there was free dinner. <laughs> <laughs> they had a buco de pepo. And I was like, You're like that's delicious. We were, no, we were super broke at that time. Yeah. And so like free dinner, it's you a nice it. dinner, like kind of like a date night, right? So I signed mm-hmm. us up. Didn't realize it was like a workshop thing. I thought it was they're gonna give us a handout with like dinner or something. We had to sit through the whole workshop and like participate in the exercises. And it wasn't until that workshop. That cheesy ass workshop. <laughs> that it doesn't change your life. No, it really changed our. It changed my perspective at yeah. least on yeah. it because I was like, "Whoa, hold on, whoa, I'm not seeing the bigger picture here." It opened my eyes and it really got me out of that like tunnel vision of social media, flowers, this, that. Because in reality, I love when Ethan buys me flowers. Right. But if Ethan were to come home and like, like one thing I love that he does, he puts lotion on my feet. It started when I was pregnant and it just never stopped. That's the best. Uh, Foot massages. Like if you were to come home and just be like, let me put lotion on your feet and just give you a foot massage and not bring flowers. And you save yourself the money. She. I'm just like, oh yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that is definitely my number one. I love that. I love that. Number two would be making sure that you are both personally growing and you have your own personal goals and that you're flexible with each other. Flexibility. So like, for example, my career has like my career aspirations have changed a lot since we first got married. Right. And I wanted to be, I think I wanted to, I don't know what I wanted to do. I probably wanted to work in like corporate America. When I think you wanted to married. be like in marketing for makeup yeah. and stuff. Um, I really wanted to do that when we first got married. And then you were very, very, you've always have been, sorry to interrupt no, you, you're but fine. you've always been very, very good at seeing trends. Like, a, have you ever heard of that job? It's called trend forecasting yeah. in fashion. You're mm-hmm. like very good with that, but just in general. Yeah. Like you were on that makeup train before it was a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that if you lack the personal goals and wants for personal goals, that's going to deteriorate your marriage because if you're not happy with yourself, there is no fucking way you're going to be happy with a partner. Mm-hmm. There is no way. I don't care how perfect that partner is for you. Have you ever heard that saying, um, perfect guy, wrong time? I don't believe in that, but yes. I don't believe in that too much either, but kind of similar to that yeah. where it's like, you could love this man so much, but unless you're ready I to love yourself. I don't believe that there's wrong time, wrong people. I just think that that person's not for you because if it's the right person, it will be at the right time. I agree. I agree. 
Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with that. But I see. But the concept of I get the because in general, it, yeah. no. there will be no right person for you if you're not right with yourself. Yeah. And that's basically what I mean by growth and being flexible with each other during that growth. Because Ethan was going to get out of the military. He was going to be a cop and we were going to live our life in the civilian world. And you know what I mean? Like we had completely different plans. And look at him now. He's stuck in the Marine Corps for and another. And now he's a freaking officer. Going to be Going to be. Not yet. But like pretty soon like we're going to be in this military we're going to be in this military life for the long haul unfortunately yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so like things change and i'm willing to be flexible with him and his goals right and he's willing to be flexible with mine and we're willing think, to, we're willing to work with each other to grow together i think the big thing about being flexible with your partner when it comes to your goals because i, I mean i could tell you how many times my career aspiration has changed mm-hmm. um i think the big thing though what it comes from is it the where it stems from right like when I feel like for you, you guys making the decision to stay in the military, or at least Ethan's decision, um, yeah, personal decision to decide to stay in the military, stems from a place of like needing to never take anything away from his children, right? Yes. I need to provide. I need to make sure that w- at the very least, I know we're not steady in the se- in the sense of like we're going to be constantly moving, but never and worrying about where financially, you, like you are worry worry. And he knows you as your wife. Like if anybody knows Bianca in real life, mm-hmm. she's the type of person to worry. And then if there's nothing to worry about, she's worried that there's nothing to worry about. Hundred percent. So he's probably also thinking of you in that sense, which means being flexible in that sense too like understanding yeah. that sometimes our partner's decisions come from yeah. making us happy too that's a really good point because i didn't think about that yeah yeah i, I i'm just telling you from my own experience when it comes to with julio and stuff like i, I don't know I, I don't think i've ever told anybody before but like i've told you guys but not my, yeah, my podcast peeps um about like even julio's decision to not go to medical school yeah like that was his gung-ho thing for so long he yeah. was like gonna keep trying until he got in um, and it wasn't until we started getting closer to the reality of the situation after he took his MCAT and sent out his applications that were like, even if you were to get in, he's like, I'm not going to do it. Like, cause we had kids at this point, um, or we had been and it just would have put too much stress on the family. It was, you know what it was? It was like, ultimately, of course, like, you know, like for him, okay. For anybody who knows my husband knows that he never does anything for like the prestige of anything. Yeah. He does it because he generally likes the, the challenge. He's a, he's a person who likes to challenge himself often. So yeah. that's something that being in the medical field allows him to do. You know, you never really seen the same thing twice, but, um, I remember people thought it was so stupid. They're like, but the money and you'll be a doctor. And that's like the ultimate American dream. You know, you came from yeah. Mexico and had nothing or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, being a doctor would be nice, but I'm, here's the way we, we looked at it. We already had kids at this point. We've been married. We, we had another one on the way and we know we want a third one. Yeah. Um, I, I love being at home so much. And if I had to, of course I would go to work for my family. I wouldn't think twice about it, but I'm happy at home with my kids. Yeah. And he is happy, very happy with me at home as well. Um, it's been like the best thing for our marriage. And, He's told me, and we talked about it. It's like, even if he were to get, and he's going to be 31, even if he were to get, let's say the next round, that would make him 33 by the time he started medical school, which means yeah. we will have no income. He can't work when you're medical school. And I, even as much as I could find, I could work and get employment. I would have three kids that I have to find daycare for. And yeah. I would never find a job that would support me and five people with yeah. my work experience and degree. There's just no way. Um, we would be four years without income. So we'd be living off of student loans and savings essentially. And then after those four years, he, because you're a doctor, you're not making doctor money right away, especially with the practice that he wants to go to with the specific practice that he wants to go to, which is what he's going to school for or wants to go to school for now. Um, you're talking like six years of residency. So now that puts him at, let's see, 33 plus four by the time he graduates med school. 37. 37. Then another five years of residency on the low end. What is that? 42. 42. So now you're 42 before you even start, start making doctor money, mm-hmm. right? 
fine. 42 is not bad. And maybe you'll still be able to pay for our kids college. But in the and meantime, loans off too, though. You have, we have loans in the meantime, we can't buy a home or anything like that. We're because when you're a resident, you're making minimum, you're making maybe like $40,000 a year to support yeah. a family of five. Okay. Maybe between me and him working, we'll do it. But in the meantime, you're talking about four years of medical school, working your ass off. Then another five years of residency where mind you, um, they're on call constantly. So he, minimum he'd be looking at working 90 hours a week plus on call at all times even yeah. when you're off you need to be available so you can't leave anywhere to go anywhere yeah um you never be there for our kids you never be able to go to soccer practice you never be able it to just to, didn't to work out with your family it goals. didn't and then for what by the time because he's 42 ben will be in high school by that point yeah for what yeah. what is all this money going to bring us when our sons are in high school and they we haven't spent any time with them yeah we'll pay for his college like great but we didn't enjoy the time that we have from he's going to be an adult so long yeah we only get them for so as long kids as kids for so years. going off on that tangent it's like i think about like yeah it was it was kind of a rough decision it did hit him in the gut a little bit because you know he was really that he was worked his goal. it yeah, was his goal was and he worked goal. really really hard to do it we found a better alternative but at the same time it's like these are the things you do when you, you love somebody sacri- love and sacrifice and it's not just for your spouse or your boyfriend girlfriend for it's your for kids. your kids yeah no absolutely and i i see that with ethan too he his goals have changed so much since having the kids i feel like his goals would have been so different had we not had kids. Mm-hmm. Like where we could have been if we didn't have kids, like career-wise for him mostly. Um, night and day from where we're at now. I mean, at the end of the day, he's doing something that makes him happy. And yeah. he's happy with what he's doing. And he has an amazing opportunity right now um, to do what, you know, go to school and stuff. Um, so we're very lucky that he was able to get that opportunity. But had he not, like, goals down the drain yeah. almost, right? Yeah. But Absolutely. Yeah, that is another huge one. And I and I can see Wow, how we spent the first half just talking shit. And now we're like, oh, they're we love them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then on to the third. Oh, let's one. get a little spicy. Just add a little spice. Add a little spice. <laughs> <laughs> so the third one for me is your sex life. It's the third one for me. It's the third one for me. No, honestly, I I am a hundred percent. Now, again, if you are anybody who knows me personally, do not want to know too much information about me and my husband's Mom, life, and feel free to, like, jump out at this point. Or, like, jump forward about five minutes, maybe. Um, I can honestly say, and Ethan and I have talked about this, and this is, I'm totally exposing myself here. But I can honestly say that the main reason why we stayed together during those insane two to three years of our marriage was uh-huh. because of our sex life. You've told me this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, I can, I, cause we didn't have kids. It's 30 almost, flirty and thriving. We didn't have kids until almost five years in. Yeah. Four, yeah. Yeah. You guys waited, years, you guys yeah, waited just a bit to years. have kids. So it's not like kids kept us together. Yeah. And we, we'll go into that story more. In the, depth. When we it's get into one. the getting married young versus old, we're definitely gonna have to go into deeper, yeah. but absolutely hands down. That is what kind of like kept us coming back to each other. We had a lot of chemistry, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Um, sexual chemistry. Sexual chemistry. So it was easy for us to like want each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really weird to explain. But I honestly think that when the sex dies in your marriage, that it just, it's a snowball effect. Oh, absolutely. The sex stops. The intimacy stops. The You're attraction stops. about everything more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But like, and then things just slowly stop, start tapering off. I am not the type of person, though, that is going to, like, my husband cannot just walk in and be like, you want to have sex? And be like, yeah. And then, like, we just, no. That's not what I mean by keeping the sex going. Are you an oven? What? You're slow. Not like my way you could turn on and off. You never heard that before? So you're so old. The oven. You just showed your age. 
<laughs> 30 <laughs> and thriving. Thriving. No, but for real. <laughs> I'm not, it's not that I'm an oven because mm-hmm. I can go from zero to 100 if I need to. <laughs> Bitch, I could be a microwave. I could be a microwave. 80,000 volt. <laughs> no, I can. It's not that. It's, it's, a, it's quality a over of, quantity. Like, not so much that either because, like, quantity's not bad. <laughs> no, the way I'm saying it is like, there needs to be. I, I feel like for us okay. at least there's a connection when you're having like sex with yeah. somebody, there is a connection that you build and there's like this connection you like, it's a separate connection though, from like normal life. Like, yes, I believe he loves me as the mother of his children huh. and as a friend mm. and mm. we make good partners in life, but there's a different type of yeah. like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Intimacy. Yeah. Sexual intimacy is so different. It's, I feel like a, a big part of it comes from wanting to be wanted because you know what? when That's you're, exactly when what you're it is. with somebody, I want to feel so, wanted. I want to feel you like, feel good. I want to feel like, know, I'm even if I look attract- like this, yes. like clearly you want this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Crazy you know what it hair, is? No makeup on. <laughs> you know what it is? It's when you've been together for some, with someone for so long, mm-hmm. like you're comfortable yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. I would take the comfortable intimacy over the butterflies any day. Like, 100%. you know, those butterflies, you, those you don't butterflies know, butterflies will forever taper off. Exactly. Uh, that comfortable, like that knowing, I don't know, just knowing somebody's there for you, that mm-hmm. God, there is something that is just so beautiful to me, right? Yeah. But with that comes the decline of the excitement of not knowing where this is going. Mm-hmm. The excitement of like still keeping like a little bit of like, ooh, like mm-hmm. can't tell them, let me text him back in an hour so he doesn't think I'm there. Like yeah. those fun games, because those are a natural part of life too. Because yeah. guess what? When you become comfortable relationship, you become parents, you become husband, wife, yeah. bills, like you name it, everything that Real life throws life. at you, um, you have to be comfortable and you have to be stable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so like, okay, so like no one wants to like stay, I don't want to say stable isn't sexy, but because it's sexy in its own way. But you know what I mean? Like, it's not... You don't want it to become routine. Yes. Yeah. Then it's not fun anymore. It's not like, fun. It's, it's not about like, hey, we're still having sex two times a week. And it's like every... I make sure we have sex two times a week. That sounds like a nightmare. I don't know how people do that. I, I can't and know. And the, the little fires everywhere, they do that. Yeah. Like, it Doyle doesn't need alert. to be this like... You guys, let me tell you, you need to have sex three times a week to make sure your marriage works. Oh, no, you know, no, no, no. Like I'm not saying lady, that. that I'm, not, I'm not going to say her name, but like that lady, you know, where she's like, you need to pick a day to have a makeout session and then you need to pick a no. day for day night. Like, no, I don't want to be prompted to I'll be like, okay, no. it's five o'clock. Got to make out with my husband. Like, no. Yeah. Like maybe no. in my mental, like a mental check notice, like I want to make sure I make out with him at least once a week. Yeah. But it's like when the moment's right, whenever no, we're into I'm it. I'm not saying I don't, that. I don't think I don't, that's the right way to go about I, it. But here's the thing. I don't like that whole like checklist idea, the way she put it of like, you need to have a set like, date oh my God. and a set time that you guys set aside to make out. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, Tuesday at five o'clock when it's you're so off stupid. work. That would be out. so awkward. Be like, okay, you ready? Uh-huh. Okay, ready? Yeah, okay, just, you go first. No, so you go, I want no. it to be organic. You know what? You know what? Actually, I'm going to expose myself a little bit here. Um, expose yourself. When was it? It, was, it wasn't date night. It was in Big Bear. It was in Big Bear. Um, Holy and I have been flirting all day. Mind you, it, is, it is so hard mm. to like, it, the more and more kids you have, I feel like it, it's a little bit harder and harder to get away, especially with the kids that I have at this age. Your kid's a little bit older, so you mm. can send them off and be like, go play with your iPads downstairs, 100%. give us 10 minutes. My kids are not like that. If we leave That's the room, true, they need yeah. to follow us. Like if yeah. I need to go to the bathroom, they need to follow me. We were trying to get it on. This is like another random day. Oh, You're sorry. trying to color. We're trying to color. I think, uh, this is what I mean by leaving the, leaving the lines of communications open, right? Um, we've been... Uh, 
we were around family. We were in like one small room. Our kids were not sleeping for shit. It was very difficult in, in Big Bear to travel with kids, right? Yeah. So, um, but all day, just like small things. We had been flirting all day. Started off with one thing I said in the morning, and then later on in the afternoon, he said something, and it just we had been going back and forth all Ew. day. Yeah. You know how it is. It's just like you, even if you don't mean it, it's like yeah. I don't know. Like you bent over, like oh, you bent over, like you know, just something. Like, yeah, yeah, I know okay. what you mean. So, um, we had been flirting all day or whatever, and then after you. Know, <laughs> coloring the whole nine whatever fireworks and then when we him and i got to talking or whatever you know okay i don't know if you do this but like if it's like really great like it was just like whoa this was amazing where did it come from do you ever talk about like what like did i do i'll ask him like what happened tell me so i can recreate the magic like did i do anything because i want to know and he told me wait you do that after like a little bit afterwards, yeah. Like we'll like calm after like. So we're you like, sit down and you're like, okay, so let's discuss. No, no, no. Okay, so what like, just we'll, took place? We're done. Write notes and everything. <laughs> like what? No, did no, we no. Do okay, that so we like, want to work on. So like, if it, especially like it was like it was just Ew, oh really? my god, you do like that? fireworks, so amazing. It was so <laughs> good. After it was done, we were calm. We were like now calm, and we were watching a movie. The kids were asleep, and then while like you, I don't know if you do that where you're like still giddy and you're coming down from like how yeah. good it was or something. Okay, it was like the giddiness, and I told him I was like, what got into you? Like I ask him like that like is it something and then he's just like you want to know something he goes that flirting you did with me all day he's just like just like it was built a one it was like it was the build up and this is what i I was like (laughs) this is what i mean by like and and so like that tiktok right so the tiktok the guy was just like do you want to have sex no do you want to take that's not how you go about you want to have sex now like no like i don't want to feel like i am just a piece of meat and you're just gonna go to town on it for your own pleasure yeah like no 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 that's not the way it works it needs to be and that's the thing you can't force it you can't talk about it you can't it is just something that needs to happen organically and it just needs to be there but okay for example when i was pregnant i was not i 100 percent was not the pregnant girl who was horny all the time me either mm-hmm. i do not touch me do not go near Especially me when i had that pubic symphysis thing with uh-uh. my hips were hurting and all the pillows and nope 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 I was the bigger that. i got the worse it was yeah I was not that pregnant girl who wanted I wish it all I the was, time. I really was not. I hated it. Do not come near I, me. Only for, I think when I was pregnant with Ben for like, there was like a week, like a few weeks before I gave birth. I no. remember it was just like the juices was flowing. And no. I was like, what if this means I'm going into labor? No, not me at all. Not with but any of my pregnancies. No, uh, um, no, not sexual at all. But yeah, so when, would I knew my husband probably wants to. Of course. I kind of need to suck it up. But I'm also not going to be like, oh, fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay, like, here's the thing. We're not saying that every time is like ballpark. You hit it out. Fireworks. Yeah, it's not magic. Sometimes it is like, let's get the job done because we only got like 10 minutes. Yeah. And sometimes, and I mean, like you kind of know going into, I feel like at least for us, it's like you kind of know who's going to, who's yeah. it going to be for? Is it more for him and I'm doing my job here? Yes. <laughs> or is it for more for me and he's doing his job here? You yeah. know what I mean? Like sucks to be you. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like that's the thing. It's like, I, that's why I don't know about paying these people, these marriage people to like tell you once a week on this day you need to pick no, a night it's like i don't no. think that's organic to me it's like and how do you do that do you just stare at each other like okay now we make out like i just can't i think that goes into knowing your partner so well because like i'll know the things that like i know the things that i can do to turn <laughs> him on that'll Same make these. him want to have sex with me yeah that i don't have to force it number one thing for me would be <laughs> making sure you have a healthy sex life yeah or and here's the thing like Every couple goes to dry spells. Uh, I know that, like, I mean, like, sometimes they're, they're, um, 
forced upon you, right? Like being deployed, that fucking sucks. Being sexually deprived. I mean, it'll, you'll notice you'll be crankier with him if you're not having sex. 100%. For us, like it's the same thing. Those six weeks after, like, I don't know, like specifically those six weeks yeah. after I just gave birth or something, you can't like, don't touch me, don't do nothing. Like I can't, you know, it hurts. You know, I'm definitely not thinking about it. I'm especially yeah. not thinking about sex like three days after birth. But you find yourself like on edge and it's probably because you haven't had sex. Yeah. Like it's, it's a real thing. I think, but I think as long like as you're willing take, to work on yeah, it, but take times. Okay. Like use date nights. Date use nights. date nights to start the process. Use date nights to like plan it out so where you come home from a date night, some the kids are already asleep. Yeah. Don't plan a date night when you come home and you still gotta put the kids to bed. No, no, no. Yeah, no, because no. then I guess what ain't nothing happening. There are ways to do it, guys. There it are ways happening. to work around. But yeah, keep the sex life going. Talk to your spouse about it. And here's the thing: even if you're in a rut, talk it out. Like you'll get out of it. Yeah. Do things like I I read somewhere that. I read somewhere when I was in therapy talking about like how therapy. My, therapist <laughs> my therapist said, said. <laughs> I was reading something about some literature that she gave me and this book slightly touched on like sex or whatever. Yeah. And about how like, you know, our human connection and, and the need for sex or whatever. And it's interesting. It said something about like how people mistakenly think that sex is the only way to have intimacy. And it's not. No, it's not. It's, for mm-hmm. me and Ethan, it's, it's, that is definitely a huge part of it. Yeah. But um, I think another uh, our intimacy is just alone time, alone time. Oh yes, alone specifically time. Specifically, when we get dressed and we go on a date, mm-hmm. that to me is so you know that what builds that intimacy. Discovering so the day night much. and leaving your kids alone because there was a lot of anxiety around leaving. You feel like this revival. Right? I feel like I, you know what it is. I have a glimpse of our old life. That's exactly, but not what in a bad is. way. So, let's move on. We're moving on to burning questions, but instead of regular burning question, we asked on Instagram stories. Um, let me pull it up. The question was by Cassidy Doe. I know this girl. Hi, Cassidy. How has your sister relationship changed through marriage and kids? Hmm, that's a good question. Okay, so I feel like the immediate answer would be that we got like infinitely closer. Yes. There is a bond that you create with anybody in your life when you both are going through the same things and something so like monumental as like marriage and kids. Um, you understand each other on a deeper level. For sure. But when we both reach those milestones in life, like so when, you got married so first. So I got married first. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like much changed though. No. When I got married. It wasn't until I got married that I started understanding you better. And then you had kids. And then it wasn't until I had kids yeah. I started understanding better. And now that we both have two kids, we're both kind of like the, at the same pace right yeah. now. Um, I get it. Like things are just... Not think, as black as white as you think they are. Yeah, but everything is more. We have like a great relationship now, and obviously we are doing this together. Um, but I mean, obviously it took us a while to get here because we both. I, and then our situation was so weird because I was a younger one. Mm-hmm. We got married for it was just weird. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think it right goes back to I think we said in the first being a good teammate about how like everybody always thinks you're older than me. Yeah. So I felt like you were always the one willing to take the leap mature wise. It took me a little bit longer to mature. Yeah. I think you really had a lot of stuff because you moved out of the house faster. You had mm-hmm. a lot of stuff figured out before I did. Yeah. I feel like I, I got a couple years ahead on you on the whole finding yourself. Yeah. And all of that, yeah. Right? But yeah, now that we both are experiencing the same things, it's a lot different. Now we can, we, you we know what? are experiencing them together now. I feel like, um, I feel like, especially because we're so close in age and right now, like in life, we're doing pretty much the the same things. We both are married and we have 
children. Um, and then we end up having our children the exact same time apart, like amount oh, apart. Yeah. They're both 18 months. Um, I feel like that's wedged like, or that's been ultimately like the glue holding it mm-hmm. together. That's allowed us to grow as people and yeah. then grow as like sisters essentially. Right. But yeah. And go back to talk about like having a person that's non-judgmental at all times. Yeah. And I think when it comes to like, if you have a sister who's going through these milestones, before you or you know whatever it may be or you guys are in two different places in your life i think the biggest advice i can give is um putting yourself in their shoes and until and just know that until you're in that specific situation you may not understand why they do certain things Mm -hmm. and it's okay to not understand just be non-judgmental and forgiving and flexible with your sibling. You, I will have a question for you. I know when you Ask got it. married, uh, you got married when you were 19. I was 21. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think, I'm going to be real honest, like I didn't think anything of it. Like I got a lot of questions at your wedding. I don't know if I ever told you this. I had a lot no. of questions at your wedding of people saying like, oh, how do you feel that your sister got married before you? Ew. And I'm like, I guess some people like really feel that strongly about like when you know Doing you things like yeah. the right And time. honestly, like I was just super excited. I never felt like, oh my God, when is it my turn? I feel maybe also because at that point in my life, I was just not even, marriage wasn't even on my yeah. radar. Like I was nowhere near ready for marriage. But I think from a young age, I always knew I would get married young and have kids yeah. younger. Yeah. You, were, you were always a little bit more mature, yeah. but I just, oh, that's why I wondered, did you ever feel weird about it being like the mm-hmm. first to get married? I didn't think of it either. I didn't think anything of it. And I remember like almost wanting to convince people like, no, I swear I'm not saying that. Like I really don't care. It's yeah. like not that big of a deal, but yeah, I thought that was a really great yeah. question. Thank you, Cassidy. And then Patty G said, not a question, but you two are goals. Ooh, bangs. Oh, you're so um, sweet. Love listening to you ladies. That is so sweet. Um, let's see. Chrissy Worst Kate. sister fight. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. So I think I, I'll tell it because yeah. it was kind of more on my end. Um, Backstory, when this fight happened, I had been married for five years, and I was pregnant of my fir- my first baby, Annabelle. Yes. And Annabelle's the first grandchild, niece, nephew, everything. Yeah. She's the first everything. And then at the same time, Crystal had just gotten engaged. Um, yes. And in the process of planning her wedding, she was in the process of planning a wedding throughout my pregnancy. Um, our big Our fight was that I felt like she was not nurturing I not that's not the right word like or just like giving you your spotlight I, I guess essentially. giving me my yeah, yeah giving, giving you me your the spotlight. attention yeah. I wanted you know hashtag maturity um <laughs> giving me the attention I wanted because I was pregnant and I I expected it to I I know this sounds weird but I expected to be more like the center of attention even though I don't love no, attention but it, no but it's the thing it's like you were pregnant and like now that not saying that like not getting married is not important because it obviously yeah. is and I have every right to like be excited about my wedding but now being pregnant mm-hmm. or having had kids I'm yep. like especially if it was like it's an unknown journey so yeah. if you're the first one to pioneer through it it does like I feel like um like it does deserve its own platform, yeah. its own time, its own time yeah. to shine because it is such a big deal. Being married again, is a big deal, but not you know. something you know until you've been there. Exactly. Right? exactly. And I kind of expected her to understand that when she was going through a huge monumental thing. And then it was also that with, you know, she was really close to like her in-laws. And so obviously her and Julia had just got engaged. So they yeah. obviously were hanging out with family a lot more. She was meeting a lot of the family and stuff like that. And so that caused a rift because I was like, dude, I want you to come hang out with me. Like I'm over here by myself. Like, hello, don't yeah. forget about me. At that time too, Ethan was a common instructor. And I think we mentioned He's before how he was never freaking home. So I was pregnant and alone a lot. And I kind of just wanted more I don't know. I wanted her there more, but it was hard for me to understand too, because I still was young when I had Annabelle. 
Um, it was hard for me to understand too because I also never went through the, the engagement yes. process, and the circumstances the too, like which we will go into. We're definitely sure. gonna have to go into. We're really gonna have to record that episode like yeah. ASAP. But we'll bring um, that is true. That is true too because the way you guys got married, you guys got married by court, and, and I don't want to give away too many details. But yeah. there was no like the big engagement, the asking for your father's hand, yes. and then like going through that whole period of planning the wedding. There wasn't anything like yeah. that. It was all very like fast. And for us, we did that whole thing, mm-hmm. so we were really basking in all of the wedding yeah. planning. Um, I think it was just because two of both of us were going through two very different things in life. Yeah. Yeah. That we were clashing because, and I was very vocal about, hello, I'm here. Don't forget about me. Um, but yeah, that was our biggest fight. I remember that. It I literally didn't that. last that long. I think it lasted. No, like, it was like, like two days, not even. I think we. No, I think we argued once, and then we were like, whatever about it. It was afterwards. like overnight, and then that was it. Yeah, because you stayed at mom and dad's house that night. Did I really? Yeah, I Probably. think so. I think so. Whatever. Okay. Um, let's do another one. Okay, so someone else asked, "What is what was the biggest worry before having your second kid?" So I'm asking Bianca first because okay. she had her second kid first. <laughs> Um, for me, the biggest worry was, it was a couple things. My biggest one was not loving my second baby enough. Yes. I remember I this. was so in love with Annabelle and it was just me and her for so long, especially cause Ethan worked so much. It literally was just me and her all the time. Um, and I just couldn't imagine loving a second baby the way I loved her and not being able to give that baby as much attention as I was able to give Annabelle. It kind of weighed on me. And I think the last one was, how the fuck am I going to handle having two fucking kids when yeah. my husband is never home? That honestly was my biggest worry. But to be honest with you, looking back on it now, it will all fall into place. You it know, will literally just let it, it fall will, into place. You will figure it out. You will figure it out. I wish I could give you advice on it, but I can't. Yeah. There's nothing I can tell you. I hate to say, but it's one of those things that's like, you I promise you're going to be okay. Yeah. It's almost like ridiculous to worry, but you can't say that to somebody going through it because you yeah. know, we all went through it. Looking back on it now... I, what I would tell my past self mm-hmm. would be slow down, enjoy the moment you have with Annabelle. Don't worry about what happens when the second baby comes because it's the last time you'll ever have that first baby oh, by yourself. I, I agree. That worry is a worry for future Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, about didn't, I didn't have worries about... I think your situation was very different too because you were so busy. I was so busy. I was just like... I was just trying to take care of the one that I had because I was yeah. so, I remember, man, my daughter sucked the freaking life out of me. I was so exhausted. Mind you, obviously I was working, going to school. I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. So that didn't help my pregnancy, but, um, I didn't have that worry. I think, um, my worry actually, you know what, if I did have any worry, it didn't come until a few days before labor when we were moving back into our house. I think when the dust was kind of settled. Yeah. When everything. I was like, Oh, this is my life now. Yeah. Okay. I could do this with two, but like still trying to figure out the motions. Cause I was drink your wine. No, I'm done. Um, trying to figure out those motions were, were, they were there for a few days, but it wasn't anything big. Um, but I will say same Faye. thing. There's, <laughs> there's like no point in where it's hard to say that to somebody because it's like the same thing you yeah. want to tell a new mom is like, you don't need all those gadgets you're going to get, but you're going to get them anyways. So you're going to worry anyways. But the only advice I would give, I would say is like, tell as old as time is just like, you will get through it. It's not, there's nothing to worry about, about like, and if, you're going to have those days where you're like, fuck, this is exactly what I worried about. These are like, I don't have enough time for both of them. They're both driving me crazy because they both need my attention. But yeah. um, you will get through them and you will figure out a rhythm and you will figure out your kids and your kids will also learn to adjust yeah. to <clears throat> your new way of like dealing with, yeah. with them essentially. Right. Um, I say we keep going. 
Okay. How do you balance taking care of your babies and cleaning? Um, I am going to tell you that I'm not going to tell you right now because we are going to go into depth about schedules and whatnot with our babies in the next episode. So stay tuned. Ricky Ricardo, top, who I absolutely love. What up? Um, how did you guys get started with your career? For me, photography and what inspired you. Um, for me... I don't freaking know. I think um, I took a class early on in um, college. I took a photography class. I loved it. Never really did with anything with it, though. And then I got into the freelance makeup world and thought, oh, my God, I have a camera. I can take a cool picture of me doing makeup or, like, the makeup I do. Um, and then I slowly started to not do makeup and just take pictures. And it kind of just freaking blossomed from there. And it's been amazing. I met so many amazing people. Okay, Ray Ann. Hi, Ray Ann. We love you. I'm not Ray Ann. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <You're> stupid. <laughs> she said, how have y'all been able to cope mentally and how are you girls mentally? So, um, how we've been able to cope therapy, each other. Books. Um, I don't go to therapy. I, my sister is my therapist. <laughs> She's like, what I need a therapist for if I have you. Yeah. I, I just went to my sister. Um, I think we talked about it in the last, last episode, episode yeah. about how it's really good to have that one person who you can kind of go to and a non-judgmental person and my sister's that for me um honestly whenever i have any issues that can really fuck up my mental health or i'm starting to feel like in a bad place i just vent to my sister about it um and she kind of will walk me through it and you know even just let me vent just helps sometimes too yeah um but honestly that's the biggest way to cope i'm not I personally just haven't been able to, to get into therapy. I just, I've tried. It's not my thing. I think that I'm just going to use my sister as my therapist, but I will say. <laughs> and we're all content. And <laughs> me like mental health wise, like where I'm at, I just like YOLO. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I just live my life. I've got, but I think, and this is very interesting too, because I, I wasn't talking to you about this earlier. I think that because I've had, I've moved out of my house when I was 19 I've had so much more time to mm. figure out life in myself because I truly believe that you really don't know who you are or can't even try finding yourself until you moved out of your parents' house. Oh, 100%. You don't know what life is until you moved out of your yep. parents' house and had to be on your own. Ooh. I think that's going to wrap it up for our Let's save some of the questions segment. for another time. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to do a few more next episode. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening to this one. I know this one. I hope the video thing is working we, and you guys like it. Be patient with us while we figure out the case. We are Because we'd love to add the video. I feel like you'll get more of our personalities yeah. on video. Yeah. We're trying to figure out the best way to do it. So be patient if it's not that great. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Messy Buns and Coffee Runs podcast. And you guys, we'd love to hear from you. We so appreciate the feedback on our Instagram. So don't be yeah. afraid to hit us up in the DMs. We love it. Ooh, ooh. We will see you guys next week. What? Um.